This program is sponsored by Cynthia McIntosh. My name is Cynthia McIntosh, and I welcome you to Nuggets of Truth broadcast. Call to help guide unbelievers to Christ and to provide nourishment for the sheep and the Lamb of the Lord. On today, I want to share a word with you from Isaiah chapter 55. This entire chapter is a word of encouragement to the body of Christ during this time where we're facing a horrible plague called COVID-19. The good news is that this horrible plague is being faced with the greatness of God's power in the lives of believers across the globe. God is with us and he's speaking every day words of hope that then lead to his move in our lives to get us to the promises You see, sometimes it takes a process of of getting to what God has for us before we can say that I'm totally victorious. We can say it by faith. But there comes a time in all of our lives where bad times must come to an end. Oh, yes, our lives are full of many seasons where we're either coming out of something or going into something. And I'm a witness, dear hearts, God is with you at every stage of the journey in your life. And today I want to give us and encourage us to allow the Lord to quench our thirst and our hunger. I take this theme today uh, from the first verse in Isaiah chapter 55. He says, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come, take your choice of wine or milk. It is all free. You see, in this text, God is inviting us to receive his salvation. You don't have to bring any money, whether you're rich or poor. Oh, yes, wise or ignorant. Whatever your status is when it comes to your place in life, whatever thing that you're facing, God wants you to let him quench your thirst and to relieve you of your hunger. And in this text, I'll just review briefly what I've shared in past uh, sessions of radio. The way to get to this relief from our thirst and hunger is to listen to God. Let him give you what this text talks about in verse 3. An unbreakable agreement, a covenant. He wants to give you a plan. He wants to give you a a way of getting through this process. Uh, Let me tell you briefly how I went through this some years ago in 2008 during that season of depression in, in, in the United States. I was out of work for 18 months and when I found a job, God just sent a, a, a landslide of blessings. It flooded me out. I was so overwhelmed with what the Lord was doing. He took me out of where I was living. He moved me to another state. I had to sell a home and buy a home at the same time. And I said, Lord, I'm overwhelmed. I need you to bless me. I need, I need a plan. I need salvation. I, 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 I needed deliverance in the midst of a good situation. 
And the Lord said to me, he said, buy this home in this new state and just let the other home sit there for a year. In one year, it's going to be sold. And I'm saying to the Lord, how can I focus on this house and not focus on the next one? The Lord said, watch me. I needed a plan. I needed a plan to my promise. Beloveds, I bought that new home and that new state, started that new job. Oh, life was good. And I'm, at the same time, I'm thinking about what I left. I'm dealing with a, a real, realtor in the other state with that old house. And he kept saying, we got to do this. We got to do that. And so the, the, the year was ending. When I was getting settled with this new home. God told me about 11 months out, get a ticket, fly there. And I'm going to do something for you. I obey God by faith. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm calling the realtor every day. You, you, you have a buyer. Do you have a buyer? He said, no, no, no. I said, well, I'm coming to town. Check on my house and just see what the Lord is going to do. I got there. And the day before I got on the plane, the realtor called me. He said, I got a buyer. I said, you do? I said, I'm coming. He said, you coming? I said, yes, I'm coming to see my house. And apparently I need to get there to finish working on my house, to make sure it gets sold. So I got there, and that week, God gave me a buyer. I sold that house, and I have had the victory that week because I obeyed God, and I stuck with his plan. But I stuck with his plan by faith. I'm a witness that God will give you a plan to give you peace in the midst of the pressure that you're under. God, beloved, is there every step of the way. His plan will always be the best way. And the thing we've got to do is what this writing says in Isaiah 55. And, and, and I'll just say it just like it says. In verse number three, he said, come to me with your ears wide open. When God invites us, dear hearts, to receive his deliverance, his plan, his salvation, we've got to listen. Our prayer time has not to focus, has not to focus on what we want God to do, but on what he wants to do. His way is always the best way. And I want to share more teaching in this text, in this session today, to tell you why God's way is the best way. In verse Eight of Isaiah 55 he says my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the Lord and I'm reading this in the New Living version of Bible he said my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the Lord and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine for just as the heavens are high higher than the earth so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God is saying here in verse 8, my advice is beyond what you can ever come up with. What I'm going to tell you to do is way beyond what you have the capacity of creating. I'm going to give you a plan that's going to start in heaven. And one reason I knew I, I really believe this text. In my situation with my home, where I had two homes to deal with, I needed a, a miraculous plan. I was under so much pressure just to get that house purchased, go through the paperwork, and 
the banks and 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 I told the banker I, I I am a working girl. I have a good job. The paperwork is good. I had stacks and stacks of paper. People were just leaving their homes, just breaking their 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 score of 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 paying their bills. Oh yes, dear hearts. I, I was in the midst of a situation where I had to prove to a banker I was worthy. God said, deal with that and I'll deal with the other one in a year. His plan worked. His thoughts were beyond my thoughts. I'll read that verse 8 again. He says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts higher than your thoughts. Verse 10. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want to do. It will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. I got to talk about this. I'm almost stop reading there. Dear hearts, you see that God's word is like rain and snow. And it does something when it hits the ground, just like the rain and snow. It waters and causes something to happen. In my case, when God spoke his word to me because I listened to him, I sought him. As soon as he spoke it, things started working in the invisible. To get that buyer in the right place at the right time to buy my house. The realtor told me that buyer who bought my house said everything he wanted in a house was in the house that he found, which was mine. I was just waiting on him. But it was on a time clock. <laughs> Beloved's delay is not defeat. Oh, yes. Deliverance is nigh, even now. And I speak this in the name of Christ because many of you are facing things where God has told you to stop worrying about it. He's given you a plan. Stick with the plan. You will do what it says in verse 12 of Isaiah 55. It says you will live in joy and peace. It says the mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands where once they were thorns. Cypress trees will grow. When nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. There will be an everlasting sign. Listen to this. An everlasting sign of his power and his love. One of the reasons God is requiring many of us to seek him for his plan. To get us through the process of getting us his promise as we face COVID-19. Is because he wants to demonstrate his power and love to you personally. And to let others around you see what he's going to do. To draw them closer to him. You probably have seen that scripture that said, If it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would be. And the challenge we have to hearts is to tell the world what the Lord is doing for us. When you turn on television, the news, they're telling a lot of 
stories of defeat, stories of the death. But if you listen closely, you'll see also stories of victory. I remember the story where they said there was a woman at 102 years old who got through the pandemic in 1918. And she got through the pandemic of 2020 because God was with her. That's her testimony. What is your testimony going to be? I'm excited even as I talk about this. As I think about the things I'm expecting God to do and the things that I know God can do for all of us. And the one thing he can give, beloved, to all of us is a story of victory. God is not going to let his plan of purpose be interrupted by COVID-19. In fact, God planned it to happen so that he could demonstrate his power and his love for you. I know you're hurting. You're depressed. You're down and out. But God is greater than what you're facing. I challenge you to not to opt for suicide, but to opt for life through Christ Jesus. Well, beloved, God bless you, and I hope to share again with you on next week. This program was sponsored by Cynthia McIntosh.